0: The DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans.
1: It's fine, man. This is Delonious Avenue. We're on our way walking into the stadium. Here, my brother Jay. How you doing, Jay? i now. I guess we are live. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. What's going on? Very good. I guess I was going to ask myself a few questions, kind of like what I was expecting to see uh, on this the first day of training camp. And uh, what are you thinking about today?
0: What am I thinking about? I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been here, so... uh, I guess last... Did we do it last year? We did this last year. Yeah, we did. And we talked on the way home, and we're going to do that again today. But, um... Yeah, it's a new perspective for me now, coming in. Having been here once, this is my second trip now. I wish I could have been here, here, you know, more, but... This is it, so... It's a beautiful day today. Different perspective coming in now than last year. Yeah, it is nice. (laughs)
1: Definitely beautiful day one for the ages and it's definitely compares to last year a little it's sunny day not exactly so not exactly as hot as it was last year i would imagine remember on those big metal bleachers though that was like a some kind of a crucible being in that space we're back last year by the shaded side if you remember we were on the field level so i think it's going to be a little different this year yeah
0: it's a different mentality now though i mean it's a lot more excitement than last year. I think it seems like we say that every year, but this year's—I feel it. You know, I feel a little, a little more excited about all the new players, a lot, a lot of the new
1: additions. On, guys. On. <laughs> last year, no. Last year, these uh, training camp sessions were not sold out by any stretch of the imagination. There was tons of empty space on the stands, and this year it's going to be completely full. <laughs> kind of excited to see what that's going to be like to be in this session. I also need to go buy a hat at the at the concession stand. You got the dreads going. You good. (laughs) Anyways, so there we made a list of about eight things we were expecting to see this year uh coming into this training camp session. The first thing, number one on my list, was to see Baker Mayfield. Really wanted to see what this guy looks like in his first practice, whether he looks like the kind of guy who's a quarterback of the future or maybe a little bit more Deshaun Kaiser like. Uh, are you making... Are you, did you want me to comment on Baker? Yeah, what do you think about this?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm excited. I, I'd be more excited if, if we had the assurance that he was going to start. You know, that he was going to get first team reps and see how he does. But this is more of um You know, I'm just kind of interested to see what he looks like. But not as excited as uh, uh, if he
1: was going to start. I think for you, you were more interested to see Tyrod Taylor.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm into... Uh, The difference that Tyrod's made, I've heard a lot of uh, conversation about how Tyrod has been um, a great leader on the field, off the field, has been a great example for teammates. I don't know his stature. He, as he, when you see him just in person or on TV, doesn't look like a quarterback, you know. So he's got all these intangibles that I think that we will we'll see what makes him different than, than the average quarterback. What makes him different than Baker, you know? So I'm kind of excited to see how he interacts with his
1: teammates and see what he, uh, the difference he's going to make to this team in leadership in terms of leadership. Yeah, I actually wasn't so enthused about the tie edition. Uh, I feel, especially with Baker Mayfield in as 23-year-old rookie. Oh, here comes a car trying to back up into our space. As a 23-year-old rookie. I wasn't so excited to see the the fact that he was going to almost assuredly take a spot on the bench this year. Got to get away. It's a Chick-fil-A truck, so we
0: got to get out of the way.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. A lot of people really... Uh, you got oh. respect Chick-fil-A people vouching for Chick-fil-A and their uh, status as a fast food chain. Did you hear that on uh, Joe Thomas's show? Now they're not. He's 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 tried it again. So well, he's got they're, it. They're definitely more
0: skilled at chicken and not at vehicle
1: operation. I personally don't eat Chick-fil-A because I'm a vegetarian now. See, the Browns fans are helping him out
0: though. <laughs>
1: I think the Browns fans are so much nicer than the Pittsburgh fans. you imagine this scene going on in Pittsburgh right now? I don't think anything would be moving at all.
0: My, uh, my boss is from Pittsburgh. I'm sorry to hear that. We're going to yeah, right? go back and forth about this. She's having a, a, good, uh, a good time with the uh, Pirates winning 10 in a row beating the, the Indians.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I saw about that the Except
0: other for, day. Uh, last night, though, I got
1: it back. Can't really care about the Indians, man. I was trying. Yeah.
0: Nah. After the All-Star break, it'll start picking up. The interest will the pick up.
1: Oh, after the, the discussion with Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor, the thing that I was really getting interested about is seeing how the rookies are going to be on the field, particularly the fourth pick of the draft, Denzel Ward. What did you think about this? Man, I'm excited to see his...
0: His athletic ability—that's the terms we hear about. A- athletic ability, speed, quickness, um, great cornerback skills and instincts, and uh, I want to see that for myself. How he's gonna, how he's gonna do? Uh, you know, it's hard to get excited about cornerbacks. but What's the cornerback that we had drafted last? Uh, oh, in the first round. Yeah. Oh, good old You're, Justin Gilbert. Justin Gilbert, yeah. And when you think about quarterbacks, I'm just like, I just hope he's not just a killer. You know, that was a nightmare, man. You know, additionally, we're looking at uh, by, all, all, by all accounts, it, it doesn't seem like that's that's the type of player he is. We got new guys selecting um, oh selecting talent, and uh, this guy seems to be legit. So really.
1: Okay. No, I was just going to say, additionally, we're going to look at Nick Chubb. Definitely want to see Corbett, if he's going to look at the part uh, of left tackle. And who else do we want to see? Antonio Callaway. Hopefully, he's going to have a chance to, to, to let himself, let his star shine here at the, the first part of training camp, especially without our boy, Josh Gordon, being in the house. Uh, we had some interesting discussion on the way here about that. I, for one, think it has a little bit more to do with hard knocks than people are willing to admit, but my brother seems to think that's a crazy idea. I'm sorry, I didn't hear
0: everything. Hard Knocks? Oh, Hard Knocks, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, Hard Knocks is great.
1: I mean, for Josh Gordon?
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry. They're
1: they're um, checking our stuff, so I'm to... Right, that's okay, man, we'll, we'll, we'll stop this for a second. Yeah, we just left the hardware store. Uh, that's the Browns team shop here at uh, Berea. I was able to purchase myself a fine Cleveland Browns visor and my brother a Cleveland Browns hat. How do you feel about your purchase today? <laughs> uh, I love it.
0: It's nice. I got some nice new uh, apparel that wasn't in there last year, so it seems like they're, you know,
1: um, they're on the come up. I like my hat, but I did feel it was a bit overpriced. Maybe I should have went to Discount Drug Mart, (laughs) found a cheaper version of this product. But a note of that. But you didn't get an authentic Cleveland Browns training cap hat. That's what we got. Yeah, I'm really thrilled. Get that at Drug Mart. I'm really thrilled about the acquisition of this product. So. Moving on to the Browns, I was thinking a little bit about, we talked a little bit about Josh Gordon and JG and how it's going to be this training camp with him being absent. I thought about Jeff Janice. What did you think about uh, Jeff Janis. <laughs> he only made probably the All greatest right, play. Jeff one of the greatest plays in playoff history. I not have anything. Two of the greatest games. plays in playoff history, and people dried him off like it's nothing. Very excited about the acquisition of Jeff Janice. I feel like the front office seems to have done its homework. Obviously, coming a lot of those guys coming from the Packers organization. they
0: next to each other.
1: I mean, Jeff Janis is the one that,
0: Yeah, I mean, he had uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. So, I mean. I mean what 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 else is on his resume that's impressive I mean those
1: catches Joe anyways Move on to the next uh, item of interest for us. I'm not. I don't have any interest in talking about Jeff J. I mean, I hope I'm wrong.
0: I mean, I'm sure he's going to be a serviceable player. But
1: do you have any interest in special team? But what about Josh Gord? G- yeah. What about Josh Gordon though? You seem to think that it wasn't about hard knocks. I was suggesting that it was. Yeah, the, the, I think the reason, one of the reasons why
0: everybody's speculating. Why why, why the timing? Why is he gone? Why is he leaving? Is there is there something else going on that we don't know about? I think there is. And I think a lot of it has to do with, this is my theory. Um, Josh went to Florida for a week last week. Um, we know Florida is not a destination that has been good to Josh in the past. Uh, I don't mean to talk about it flippantly, but... There's a lot of things that can go on in Florida, you know, it's kind of like Vegas, Miami, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. People don't know about Last time Josh went to Florida,
1: um, he talked about himself wandering the streets, you know, facing a bunch of temptation. Miami is the home of vanilla ice. So there's always that to consider. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. But uh, I, I hadn't even considered that, but thank you for bringing that up. That's the town that created all the bass sound. You don't right. remember that? Right. In, in any case, uh, my theory about Josh Gordon was related more to... Welcome <laughs> to the hard land. In oh, huh? That a new thing? What? I don't even me, know what that me, means. Uh, on the Browns facility? Have you ever heard of the... Is that a playoff hard knock? No, I think it's a playoff heartland. Heartland, but it's hardland. Oh. That doesn't even sound right to me. Is, the, is Cleveland the heartland of America? Well, Ohio is the heart of it all. Um, Cleveland is the heart of Ohio. That's a long, that's a long connection to make. I, I actually don't find it very... I don't find it to be kinda very like clever. Turn of, of I, I kind of like it. The hard—I mean, it definitely was hard land for us last year as an, a fan of an 0-16 team. I think there's probably something behind that we don't know about. Yeah, maybe we have to like listen into some of the huddles and see what Hugh Jackson references. Uh, Speaking of Hugh Jackson, I was really wondering if after watching this session, I was going to be able to forgive him for some of the things he had done last season, particularly some of the controversy surrounding the uh, talks to the media. Adam Silver or Silver, was that his name? Mike Silver? I just know that he was saying a lot of stuff that people were a little upset about. I don't know how you felt about that. Now, what was that guy? There was a guy he was like giving messages to, and in the end, he never really denied any of it. Anyways, I just wanted to see if it's going to be in my heart to forgive this guy for what happened last year for the team. I feel like it's going to be better this year, but I don't really know what I'm going to feel. I'm just hoping that moving forward, I'm going to be excited about the role that this guy plays in the organization and not feeling that sense of remorse as I was at the, as, as it was, was at the end of last year when they didn't make the move away from him. No, nah, I mean, this year there's no excuses
0: for Hugh. I mean, he's not calling the plays. He's not as busy as as he as he was last year in terms of all the responsibilities he had to take care of as a head coach and offensive coordinator. So this is this is the time for him to um, you know put it put up or you know move on. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I don't think he's gonna be. I, I don't think there's any other excuses. I think he's got to be the. I think he's, he's going to do better in play calling. He has to be, right? I think he's going to do better with um, uh, the game management stuff, right? Game yeah. management. But also, I think he is a great uh, leader of leaders, and I think that's going to show up
1: this year. I mean, you, I feel that way. you're more optimistic about this than I am. But in any case, I, I'm I'm hoping for the it's best not, with this it's guy. It's not so. the
0: same team. It's not the same role as last year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, going to be interesting to see what it becomes 40 of dead Yeah, yeah. I was looking at this myself. I should break it up. How, how fast do you think you could run the 40 in? Uh, you look to be in pretty good shape, to be honest with you. Eight to eight. What? Eight, eight, I think eight, eight seconds is more like what my time would be. I feel like you could do that in half, Joe. I doubt it. I'd probably pull a muscle. I can't be pulling no muscles at training camp. Oh man, this guy's about to pull a muscle.
0: Look at him! Oh, look at the backpack. Yeah, he was. He got some quick feet, that guy.
1: It's he's nice to see. The parachute was gonna fly out. <laughs> he's, he's moving, man. Okay. We also wanted to talk a bit about the defensive line position without Danny Shelton, particularly. And I remember some of the things Danny Shelton well, said. Let's take a look at the uh, next what? guy coming down. Are you uh, serious? 40, 40 yard
0: dash. It's a young man. He looks to be about three foot seven. He's moving all the way to the finish line, and he's through. Arms, gang. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: you uh, okay. Break a sweat on that one, Parker. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate that, Rich Eisen. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think about <laughs> the Browns' defensive line without Danny Shelton this year? I was a little bit worried or concerned uh, about the depth on defensive line and how they're going to be able to hit really all that great last year? I mean, are we really missing a whole lot here? I felt that uh, against the run, the defensive line was very productive, and I felt really good about what they were doing against the run, and I thought a lot of that was due to Danny Shelton's role. that much better or worse than last year, I I just think that they're, they're replacing Danny Shelton with Jamie Meter. I mean, they're going to have Caleb Brantley in there as well if he gets to get some run. And also we have uh, Larry Ogunjobi as well. But just wonder if they have the type of player that they're going to need to stop the run up the middle against their defense this year. Um, I don't think stopping the run is going
0: to be an issue. I think they're going to be OK. Uh, Coley, those guys, I think they're... They're good at what they do. I think Brantley's going to be a, uh, be able to do his job. He's going to fill all his assignments. I, I feel like uh, he's going to be fine. Uh, I just, there wasn't that much of a change. They, they really need to get some pressure up front. And um, that's the one thing I'm concerned about is, are
1: they going to be able to create a little pressure up front? I feel like on the edges, they're going to be okay with, with of course, Miles Garrett. What do you say? they going to be able to create enough pressure. But up the middle, that's what I'm concerned about, whether or not they're going to be stout against the runner or whether they're going to be able yeah. to generate the internal pressure to disrupt the passing lanes as well. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm... Like I said, I'm looking to see this this section to see uh, what what they're going to do in this as we go forward in this section. Did you say that's the weak link of the defense? I would say at this point, they didn't seem to address it much in the draft, except for with Chad Thomas in the third round. And uh, for me, I felt like when they lost Danny Shelton, I know they wanted to change their identity, what they were doing up front, but I still think that they they should have uh, went out and. Did something to address the center of that defensive line with, especially with guys like Jamie Meter, uh figuring to play a large role in this defense. I mean, you hear a lot about um,
0: you hear a lot about um, you know Nate and those guys on Browns Daily. They're talking about how the the D line um, was.
1: That's a lot. Of don't worry about it, man. We're about to wrap this up anyways. The only thing I was going to say that I would look at as well is Demarius Randall just was concerned about how he was going to look on defense, whether or not it's going to be in that single high safety look that we saw last year so often that people seem to be lamenting so much as he played so far off the line of scrimmage with uh, uh, Jabril Peppers. But I don't know. You don't seem to think that's going to be an issue. Yeah, it's a new defense. Yeah. Um... The same it's coordinator, a, though. The same
0: coordinator, but we've got new personnel. I think the history of Greg Williams is that he doesn't play that high safety. He only does it if he has to. You know, we were forced to do that. We just didn't have coverage on the outside. And so he had to do what he what he had to do to protect the back end of that defense. I think that he is uh, not, I don't think that's, I think he stated as much. That's not the way he likes to run his defense. So it, it looks like they brought in the personnel need to be able to address that issue. And I'm glad uh, that uh, we can get back to actually playing good Browns, hard nose, take the ball away defense.
1: Well, dog con is back, baby. <laughs> well, that certainly remains to be seen. Well, we'll definitely check in with you guys after practice and let you guys know what our opinion was on this here on the DBN Network. Okay, guys, take care up DBM brothers and sisters. This is Thelonious7 reporting live from Cleveland Browns training camp. Actually, we're on the way back to the house and we were going to give our reflections on what we thought of this session of training camp. This is the first day on July 26 that we witnessed and it was the first day of Baker Mayfield getting his chance to put on the Cleveland Browns uniform and uh, throw it around for the fans. How do you think Baker Mayfield did on his first uh, session of training camp, brother? Man, I thought Baker looked pretty good. Um,
0: I liked what I saw. I don't think that he was, um, overwhelmed at all. Looked like he was, um, I mean, he looked like a rookie at times, but, um, I think he looked like he was supposed to look. I, I was, um, I was pleased with what I saw from him. I think the fans were too. We had heard a couple chants of Baker, um, at the beginning I think we're, a lot of people were, you could tell the tension of, you know, excitement of what what people really wanted to see from Baker. They wanted to see, um, see him uh, for the first time, and I think they uh, liked what they saw, too.
1: Well, I kind of felt like this was kind of a referendum on the way Deshaun Kaiser played last uh, year. For me, I watched Baker Mayfield and I saw him do some of the same things that uh, young Deshaun Kaiser did as he first got on the field. One of the things that I saw was that as the plays were breaking down, he seemed like he was ready to run the football as opposed to stand back in the pocket and make a, a play. And, and sometimes when the pockets and down around you, the correct play is to run the football. So I'm not questioning him. But for me, it was the same thing when I saw last year Deshaun take Take off and run. I just got the sense that maybe he's not quite ready to sit there and do the things that a quarterback's going to be doing in the NFL. I,
0: mean, he, he, I don't know. He, he, I saw one play where he took off and run. It's better than uh, throwing the ball to the other team. And I think you know he didn't do that this time around. Uh, we didn't. I don't know if we saw the entire practice to where. Um, I'm just saying what we saw. From what we saw, I, I think that was just um, you know one one um, opportunity for him to
1: throw the ball away, and he didn't. He didn't do that. He did make some good decisions with the football, and I saw him make some good throws as well. Uh, Although I did see that he was off target once or twice to Antonio Calloway, it did seem like he was able to make some plays down the field, and it seemed like he was pretty crisp in and out of the huddle. It just seemed to me that Tyrod Taylor was clearly the guy, and it seemed like Tyrod Taylor did show that he was the guy to lead the team for this year. Uh, How do you feel about that? Did you feel like Taylor showed uh, his stripes as a leader? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I like, um,
0: I like what I saw from him. He clearly was the veteran, the the um, as expected, as advertised. Commanded the huddle, moved the ball, um, you know, put
1: the ball down the field a few times. Yeah, I was something I was a little bit concerned about. He has, like- re- he has a reputation of a guy who makes more checkdowns. And he yeah. threw the ball away enough today for me to feel good about what he was doing. But he did uh, make the passes down the field to stretch the defense as well.
0: I like his connection to Landry. I mean, you saw that a few times where he uh, hit Landry on the outs um, a couple times deep. I mean, you could tell they already have a chemistry. And they look really good. Landry's catching everything. Um so I mean, I love, um, I love seeing that. I love seeing uh, even Landry caught a ball in traffic down the field um, that caught a lot of uh, caught a lot of eyes and uh, applause. So I like what I see between the two. That that chemistry is going to be great going forward. To me, on offense. It's David and and it's Jarvis Landry. Those are the top two targets. Oh, and um, you're going to talk about Duke Johnson, aren't Duke you? Jo- Duke Johnson, probably too. Um, I mean, if I had to rank them, I would say Duke
1: Landry, and then the Chief. Yes, I thought Duke Johnson was catching everything. And it wasn't just those easy catches, kind of those backfield swing type passes, which he looked incredibly natural doing that as well. But it was those kind of down the field, slant route, out route passes where he would reach up, catch the ball on the back half of the football as he was going to the ground. And he made some amazing plays on the football field today. Look great running the football too as well. So hopefully there's a lot more in store for Duke Johnson this year.
0: Hey, man, they got to get him into a game plan, man. They got to get him touches. Um, I, I was kind of skeptical last year about... I mean, I, I thought that they did okay getting, getting him touches. I know that was a, thi- a thing last year. They didn't... They didn't get him the ball enough. And every time they did, good things happen. Uh, this year, I can see how... How much of an issue that was last year, looking back. Because... This guy really, he's quick. He runs routes like a receiver. And he's probably one of our best receivers, regardless of position. So...
1: Yeah, I would, definitely, I would definitely agree with you about that. And I, I also would echo your sentiments on uh, Landry as well. I thought Landry was definitely the best player on the field in terms of the offense. I thought, I mean, I think he was even better than Duke Johnson looked as, as far as what he was doing. He seemed like he caught everything. It seemed like the, the the chemistry was there with Taylor to the point where he would, when he felt like he was a little pressured or flustered, he would just get the ball out to him and he would make a play for him every time. So, And I also felt like it was cool that it didn't seem like they were just looking for Landry short as what was his M.O. last year. It seemed like they also looked to threaten the defense over the top with Landry as well. So we'll look forward to seeing what that ends up meaning as they go into the 2018 season. Now, in addition to those two guys, there was somebody else we wanted to look at on the offense, a guy named Nick Chubb. What do you think about Chubb and his performance today? Um, I liked him. I, I mean,
0: I didn't really key on him too much. But I think from what I saw, he looked pretty good. He looks the part. A lot of people compare him to Jamal Lewis. And I can see the comparisons. He's... He's a big, physical guy, but he does have a burst of speed.
1: Yeah, what what strikes me about him is his quick feet, man. I think he, he has good vision, quick feet. He can move his can move his body, can get in and out of the cuts. And for me, I thought he looked amazing today. Um, I I definitely I, I feel like he's probably more talented than Carlos Hyde. Although Carlos Hyde has a real strong veterans presence in the uh, in the huddle, and I thought Carlos Hyde looked great today as well. You, do you think that Chubb has a chance to to challenge Hyde? I, I think like I think Chubb is more talented than Hyde mm-hmm. so we have to see what it looks like with the pads on and how he runs but I mean Hyde looks like a monster I like can uh, no over there to, to north it says south. we're going north though bro okay anyways it's okay we totally missed that exit but we'll turn around we'll make it the other way you're not gonna make that anymore Maybe there's a subway over there. very well could be. Yeah, I'm looking for a subway. (laughs) In any case, I definitely felt like uh, Nick Chubb is a guy to watch. I don't think he's going to... What? I don't think he's going to... um, I don't think he's going to get the kind of touches that um, Hyde's going to get. I think Hyde's going to eat most of the workload, but I think that Chubb's got to watch for... uh, during the course of this year, and I think he's going to get a chance to get some action and can definitely show what he can do on the field. Um, so after we looked at these offensive pieces, we also wanted to, we also want to talk about Callaway a bit too. What did you think about Callaway's performance today? Man, I like him. Yeah, I definitely thought it was fast, and I think he made some nice catches. But he also uh, put a, put maybe one or two passes on the ground. Some tough passes, though. That doesn't bother me.
0: I think. Uh, from what I saw he's the type of guy where you just want to see more you want to see more of him you want to see him um, in, within the scheme of the offense and um, you want to see him out on the field you, you, you can tell he's got ability he's got talent the guy oozes he's got juice and um, I want to see how how that's going to translate to the um, you know to the play on Sunday Saturdays and Sundays. So, I mean, Thursdays, we'll see Thursdays.
1: Thursdays. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, we will see. I definitely felt I felt like I'm going to say I felt like Callaway uh, looked the part. I felt like he gives us a lot to be encouraged about as far as his development goes. And we'll have to see where he goes as far as the off the field issues are Mm -hmm. concerned as well. No idea. But that's not correct. Maybe taking you back to the to, to I eighty or something. Garmin, but that's not where like I would go. Taking us to Columbus. I don't always trust that. thing. Man, I actually have a big hatred for GPS. So we can talk about this another time. Yeah. Anyways, I think it makes it. It just atrophies your brain. Your brain should have a skill like a, like you know a, a, the ability to navigate. Is a skill you have to work on, and GPS takes away your ability to do I this. Have great skills, but I'd be in Columbus. That's true. It's not love. <laughs> I need the GPS to tell me where I'm supposed to go. Got you. Okay, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the defense before we got going. Um, one thing I really uh, was happy to see today was Greg Williams out there barking, encouraging his defense. How did you feel the defense when performed I say today? Say, Larry, go bleep something up, Larry. <laughs> it's a nice Greg Williams impression, Larry. there. I. I I liked Greg Williams, and I had some recording, some tape of him. Hopefully I can get some of that up for you guys. But I thought he was uh, very vocal today, as always, and I thought the defense came to play.
0: I I think um, I've never been as close to the players. Um, I definitely wasn't as close last year as this year. When they're running those um, um, line drills um, right in front of our right in front of the stands man that was really impressive and to see the starters right out there um you know treader and batonio and you know zeitler all those guys that's a lot of beef up there man and we were right over right on top of them and you could hear everything you could hear uh the coach um didn't he um yeah he stopped the play a couple times and he you could, you could sell how vocal he was with the, with the players. I mean, it was really
1: fun to watch. Uh, additionally, we, we couldn't do this segment without talking about Miles Garrett and how well he played. I mean, he was called for an offsides penalty at some point during practice, which was, I mean, I sat there. I mean, you could see he was lined up offsides. But in the end, uh, with the exception of that one play. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think he <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the play was offside. You could tell the coaches were kind of
0: annoyed with him.
1: Yes. But with the exception of that play, man, I thought Miles Garrett was as electric as ever, man. He was in the backfield uh, almost uninterrupted and there's a play one play where uh Sean Coleman kind of missed his block in this drill and yeah Miles Garrett was directly into the backfield uh, he's, he's so quick getting back there if someone's in his way it's a little slower for him to get around them but if no one's there it's just like he's lightning strike in the backfield causing havoc on every single play Miles Garrett is unbelievable man how did you feel about how we played today Man, I thought um, I thought you were going to refer to the other play I, I, with the ones. Um,
0: he was in the backfield and sta- I think it was um, I think it was Baker Mayfield. He was standing next to Baker Mayfield, and you can't tackle the guys. You know, it's just they're just in shirts, but he was standing next to Mayfield for a good two seconds before Mayfield threw the ball. Like, he was just standing there. Like, you, you can't tackle him, so he just got to kind of touch him and let him throw the ball. But for him to be already standing, uh, standing next to the quarterback, in the right lane here? Yep. Standing next to the quarterback and throwing the ball. I mean, and he threw a nice ball, and, 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 you know, it was complete and everything, but, I mean, the guy would have been on his back. But yeah. he's on a stretcher, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't, I don't, I think, uh, you know, I think he's he's ready to go
1: already, man. Miles looks good. Yeah. In addition to Miles, in addition to Miles, Larry Ogunjobi was also in the backfield a lot, and he got a lot of he got a lot of praise from Greg Williams as well. And I wanted to make sure we highlighted that as well. Um, additionally, did you notice anybody else from the interior do anything? Um. Anybody on the Basically line. Just those two guys. but Yeah, I would say those two guys stuck out the most. I wasn't really looking. I
0: uh, didn't really have an eye out for, for the defensive line. So maybe I'll have to do that next time. The key on that, look at that a little bit.
1: Closer. Yeah, we got some footage of that, so maybe we'll have a look at that a bit later and try to update our posts uh as to whether or not we saw anybody stick out in this, in this process. Like, I definitely remember Ogunjobi flashing and, of course, Miles Garrett. I think Ogba was there as well, but I didn't see Agba like, especially show up or make some plays. I think he did get around one time to where he was, like, standing by the quarterback while he was supposedly throwing as well. So we'll have to have a look at some of the footage that we took and see what we got. What else was there we needed to? T- oh, one thing I know we wanted to talk about was the secondary and whether or not they were going to use that single high safety look. And we saw today Greg Williams employ both single high and two high safety looks. So it does look like when he did have the single high safety out there, he wasn't 25 yards back off the play, which was basically an insane distance where he couldn't make anything or any difference on any of the short plays that were being made on the, on the defense. But what do you think of them going to uh, a, too high, a double high safety look sometimes uh, to give the offense I'm all, some? I'm all right with it, man. I, a lot of people are really freaking out, freaked out
0: about. It. I'm not. I mean, uh, this, oh, there's our, there's our stop. Yeah. <laughs> this, um, I trust, um, I trust Coach Williams. I mean, I, I think he knows what he's doing. I think mean, he had to do what he had to do last year to protect the end zone, to protect the back line. And this year, um, I think we're going to see a little bit uh, more of, um, you know, the, the backs closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, but, you know, when when he has to go that high safety look, it's, I'm sure it's for a reason. I, you know, I trust him. I trust him that he's going to call the right place. And uh, it's going to show in the uh, bottom line, you know, on the scoreboard eventually, or lack of scoring. So... I was Demarius Randall back there, right?
1: Yes, he was the one, and when they went to the single high look of the first team, it was Demarius Randall sitting up on top. That's the thing. I wasn't quite sure what they went to when they went to two safeties. Uh, I think we saw Ibrahim Campbell back there sometimes, and I'm surprised he's actually on the team. I thought he was cut from last year, but it looks to seem like Ibrahim uh, Campbell is back on the field for the Browns. I think that was him. Yeah, I'm not sure. Number forty-three, three forty-three. 43 that's what so I thought. That was probably. Oh, so one last thing I wanted to talk about, and we we were definitely uh, on the other side of the field where they were doing some running back drills. Number forty, Dan Vitali is an absolute monster, and there's been some you know some uh, off-season workout footage of him doing his thing and, and how he looks. But he looks absolutely uh, cut and ripped and ready to go. And it looked as if he was also very fluid in some of those receiver drills as well. How did you think? Dan Vitali played today, man. He looked good. Uh,
0: he is definitely a monster, man. His eyes. We had a couple comments with uh, with a few fans, and they definitely. Were. One guy said, you know, that, you look at the way that when he's holding the ball, his the ball just disappears <laughs> behind his biceps? They're just huge. I mean, the guy is, is has definitely put the
1: work in, and um, but he's got some Robin t- Robert Turbin like biceps for sure, right? Uh, who's Robert Turbin? He was like the running back for the Browns. Back. He, fumbled, yeah, he fumbled, yeah, the, yeah. fumbled the first carry, yeah. so hopefully he doesn't fumble like, uh, like Robert Turbin. But yeah, he definitely looks very, very big, yeah. ready to go. Hopefully they employ the fullback a little bit more. Did you hear? Did you hear that Tony Grossi? We're going to employ the fullback some more. And it's going to be Danny Vitale. Don't talk to Grossi. What? Okay, sorry. Don't talk to- I, I like Grossi. That's me. So there were some other guys that I thought looked.
0: Yeah, who um, else did just, you think stood out? Just in shirts. Um, and it was great to see um, that the big tight end Brandon Fells. I mean, that oh, guy yeah. is a monster. I think it's Darren
1: Fells. Is it Darren? Yes. Fels? Who's he, Brandon Fells? I, I don't know. He's like a kid from I our high that, school. That's why I think he's another receiver. Anyways, Darren Fells. Yeah, I think so. Well, my bad.
0: Yeah, he would look good, man. He's he's a big, tall guy that um, moves really quick. and moves, moves well. Look good in the shirt today. Yes.
1: Yes, I thought he looked well, as, good as well. And I'm trying to think anybody else that was sticking out for me. Um, yeah, I mean Chubb looks physical. Um, I think, I think that's pretty much it. We pretty much covered most of the things that were sticking out for me from practice. So one one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get home, upload some of these videos. Hopefully, um, Easy Weave can post some of the stuff for you guys. Maybe I'll make it back out tomorrow or maybe on Monday. We'll have to see if we have another chance. But in any case, I'm getting excited about the 2018 season for the Browns. Hopefully we can do more wins than we did in 2017, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no doubt about it, man. It's not – you don't have a – when you're at the bottom, You there's no place to go but up.
1: So. Hey, wait, now that I've got you here, but what is your prediction for the win total this year? Do you have anything um, in mind? I might just put you on the spot. Win um I think 6 wins.
0: I say 6 to 8 wins. Let's go with let's go with 7 wins. I think
1: they'll I think they'll get 7 wins seems uh about right for us. That's pretty optimistic. Uh quite frankly, yeah I actually think I actually have the Browns at 9 wins, which is even more optimistic. Okay. <laughs> but I um I'm not so so sold on that. I think if I was really, if somebody's really asking me, I think I would probably bet on about eight wins. But probably, like I'd say, nine wins is where I have them at this year. But I think that's kind of optimistic too. So I think it also depends on. It
0: always depends on health. But if Josh Jordan, if Josh Gordon is back, um, you know, and, and everybody stays healthy, uh, I, I can't imagine them not winning at least six. I rod with some, with some professional uh, sort of uh, leadership in, in place. Uh, the defense coming back. How about, uh, how about the new offensive coordinator? Stepping
1: in? Yeah, I don't think I even noticed him on the sideline at all today. I mean... I didn't look for him. I didn't see him. I actually did have a look for him, but I just didn't... You just don't notice. He doesn't, like, stick out. It wasn't, like, really vocal the way that Greg Williams was, man. He was... You could hear Jack, Greg Williams John, almost the entire practice. He was out there. Yeah, we saw uh, we saw uh, Coach Jackson out there. Yeah, and that's the... Th- uh, also, well, this uh, is the last... Yeah. I wanted to say about this. Like, I want to say, uh, for me, Jackson was a lot less... uh like a lot less out there the way that he's been in the past. It seemed like it was more of a focal point in last year's practice. Now I feel like his assistant coaches are basically running things for him, and he is sitting more back and taking a more executive role. I don't no, know. What do exactly. you think? So you, I, I think I'm gonna give oh, Jackson yeah. another chance. I'm gonna try to open my heart up to Coach Jackson as a coach of the yeah. squad. Problem with Coach? Yeah, no, I just had a hard time with him last year with some of his in-game managing decisions, man. It was just really aggravating me. I want them to be him, so good and... and give them another opportunity to prove... Himself. I mean, we have no choice. Jimmy Haslam's already given him the opportunity. We're just going to have to watch him anyways. <laughs> well, you don't have to watch him. You don't have to support him if you don't want to. I've already decided. I made that choice on another episode of the show. You didn't, you didn't hear me. Right. What was the choice? The choice was between choosing to root for Buffalo and going back to the Browns. And I chose to root for the Browns because Cleveland is the city that I come from. you actually considered rooting for Buffalo. Well, they do have Josh Allen and I also thought about the Jets as well since they have also... oh well, there, right. boy. Uh, we need to talk about something else. That's Anyways, no, no, no. I'm, I'm Browns. I'm Browns. It's my heart, man. I love that squad. I love that squad. I could have predicted the, uh, the outcome of that. I mean, you Browns through and through, man. You've been Browns since you were in diapers so that's coming from somebody who knows right there okay guys uh thanks so much for taking the time to listen to us on the dbn network hopefully we'll give you some more coverage here baby (laughs) as the week uh unfolds uh all right guys take care we'll talk to you soon